Hello everyone and thank you for coming back to yet another episode of the Gloving Paradigm. I am your host Peter aka LPD Dubuque and this week going to be a fun week. I'm trying to keep all these topics as light and fun as possible due to the fact that our current state of affairs around the world has pretty much put us into a state of isolation or social isolation if you want to put it that way. Uh, <laughs> so with that being said it did give me a good idea of what I should cover. Uh, if you guys actually remember a lot of the things that Josh and I talked about in our little interview episode, there was a couple of topics that he brought up that I want to kind of get into. Uh, one of them being animation. Now, I know a lot of people are probably going to sit here and be like, oh god, he's going to be talking about animation. It's, to a degree, yes, but there's so much that goes into animation as a whole, and I'm not even talking about just gloving itself, but even like with computer animation, hand-drawn animation, just any type of animation, there's there's a lot to cover in that kind of topic. So, I'm not going to make this like this whole series, but I do want to talk on certain points that do delve into animation, and I figure that what better way to start it off than what we've been doing for probably the last few weeks to over a month now, you know, we've been isolating ourselves from everybody which drives me up the wall <laughs> you know it's just what it is and i'm not going to try to complain about the current state of affairs but use what's going on to kind of you know jump off of that to try to make a much lighter point uh, so first things first let's just get right into this episode and cover what is animation okay so yes, there is a dance style called animation. If you guys don't watch World of Dance or So You Think You Can Dance or any of those dance shows, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, Dancing with the Stars because they stick way more towards ballroom rather than more newer stuff. You know, I, I, I've seen them do like some hip hop and stuff like that, but they never really delve that far into it as far as I've seen. I haven't watched that show in quite some time, mostly just because it kind of like lost flavor for me anyways I'm kind of digressing but first of all let's kind of understand animation as a whole so what is animation well it comes from the term anime and what does animate mean and basically means to bring to life okay what are the classic examples that show us how animation is good well you got Disney and Pixar of course you know Disney really paving the way for a certain degree, especially in the West, when it comes to hand-drawn animation, Pixar really exploding and redefining the entire animation world with 3D animation, of course. And of course, you know, we have classic things like stop-motion animation. So if you think things like James and the Giant Peach, Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, you know, uh, Wallace and Gromit, things like that, where it's, you know, it was claymation, as most people call it that, you know. Uh, the, you know, that brought in a different style of how you should bring things to life or how to animate things, you know. Uh, and of course, as everybody's probably going to sit there and roll their eyes at me, yes, anime is another grand example, especially with the current trends that I've been seeing with anime now. Uh, it's exciting, but it's funny how much pushback uh, the animation, you know, the anime world has been having with, you know, the introduction of 3D anime. And I totally get it. I, I know it's such a drastic change from what we are used to, but I am the type of person who are, who is willing to at least give it a chance to see how it works. And if it fails, I want to learn why it failed so we can work on it to make it work. You know, that's just, that's just how I am. <laughs> okay, so 
those are your kind of examples of when you want to sit there and think about animation is how do you bring something to life okay you know and the points that i kind of want to point out that i've always noticed when it comes to animation is you know things like cause and effect action and reaction and of course one of the most important things in my opinion when it comes to animation is timing and pacing okay which i know those kind of go hand in hand or they're pretty much the same thing but i didn't feel like just calling it either timing or pacing i felt like using the colloquial terms together probably helps okay so why am i talking about animation in terms of gloving okay if you guys haven't seen it yet, I do highly recommend you watch it. Uh, Steam Boy, who was the person on my last week's episode, actually posted a video about his gun making tutorial where he actually shows you different ideas of how to make a gun work within your show. You know, the, the whole mechanism of it all and everything. Highly recommend watching it. It is absolutely very informative and quite comical because I actually just love his personality on camera. It's just great. So if you haven't watched it, please go watch it. But he did touch on a lot of these points of, you know, cause and effect, action and reaction and timing and pacing. You know, it's it's one of those things that when you look at a lot of these different concepts out there, like I would certainly say creatures, morphing, clocking for sure. And, you know, just any form of animation style like that, that's really out there uh, is really going to allow you to show what you understand in terms of animation, right? So. You know, using the gun example, since it's very easy, you know, him like talking about cocking it back with the upper assembly and showing the hands, especially when it came to motion reactive gloves, or, or as I like to call them, mo modular chips, uh, you know, it really shows and accentuates the movements and not only that, the, mecha uh, the mechanisms that are being performed, you know, thus elevating the overall performance in my opinion, because you're seeing things react in that sense. You know, uh, if you watch any of Mez's uh, tutorial videos when he talks about how he does his clocking and how like he does a very typical example when he has the face and the clock and he uses his thumb to tap on his hand and cause his index finger to start ticking down, that's cause and effect. That's action reaction. That's one of those things that I feel like a lot of people need to understand that it's not, it, it seems so easy and it seems so minute that it doesn't take a lot of thought to actually perform a very clean action reaction sequence like clocking for example one of the things that <laughs> i will even tell you as somebody who's been doing you know gloving for over 10 years well not over 10 years but 10 years now that the the action reaction and cause and effect you know timing that you have to have to make it seem perfectly seamless and not so lack of a better phrase clunky as i like to refer to it where it just it doesn't look right it doesn't feel right when you see it uh, it's something that you just have to work on and one of the things i noticed when it comes to a lot of these things is isolations okay isolations it feels so innocuous in the gloving world that people i don't really think i'm not saying this as a generalized way just to put that out there but I feel like a lot of people kind of overlook the amount and the impactfulness that isolation actually has on a show altogether and what it allows the performer to actually do. Now, for the people who don't know, what isolation means in gloving is basically you have a point anywhere that you're doing 
where you kind of, it's kind of a focal point. It's where things are moving around that point or moving on that point that allows this feeling like you're literally, as the term implies, isolating this point to the viewer. So you're moving everything around this point, isolating it at one point. And, you know, we, we use it so often and so, I don't want to say basically, but it is used to facilitate just small movements overall and kind of like move us around and stuff like that. And it's great, but it's just, it's so innocuous that a lot of people don't really think about it anymore. You know, and I'm not saying that like they don't sit there and contemplate about how to do isolation and things like that. I mean, like it's almost ingrained in our craft that people don't really need to think about, you know, isolations. But when it comes to, at least to me, when it comes to animation, isolations, it can make or break your your performance altogether especially when you're doing an animated type of uh, performance so what do i mean by that so the things about isolations is that it enables points to focus on it enables illusions of movement and it enables transitions between concepts okay so on my first point enables a point to be focused on all right you know like i was saying you you move everything around this point to accentuate the certain point that you're moving you know uh <laughs> The best example I can think of when it comes to what an isolation should look like is I can't remember the, the magician's name. Uh, he, he's a Japanese magician. Uh, I remember seeing this tons of times when I was in high school uh, studying magic tricks. But uh, basically he had his hand, you know, palm facing up and he had it set up in a way that he would literally walk around his hand and his hand would stay perfectly still. But he'd be walking around to create this illusion that it's staying in place even with like his hand rotating and stuff like that. It looked like his hand stayed perfectly in place. Uh, you know, uh, a grand, another great example is mimes, you know, mimery or miming, whatever the term is, mimicry, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, they practice isolations to create the illusion of something being there that isn't seen, you know, invisible walls and blah, 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 blah. You know, pretty much if you're starting to get the idea of when I'm coming from when it comes to isolations, you're going to start seeing, okay, this actually allows you to do some things. Now, I know when it comes to a lot of animation style dancing that it uses all of the body points, which, you know, I've seen plenty of Glovers use their entire body to do a performance. Uh, you know, Parrot is a very good example of somebody who really was pushing the full body experience, at least in my opinion. And, you know, there are still many people who are still doing that. Uh, I just don't feel like they're getting enough out there attention, you know, outward attention that I feel like they should deserve because, you know, they're trying to do something that, you know, not a lot of us like to do or for, for some reason don't want to do. I, you know, whatever reason you don't want to use your full body for, that's totally fine. I just, I think it would be more interesting to see more of that happen. So there, there are ways to go about it. Now, one of the things I definitely want to explain when it comes to enabling illusions of movement very classic examples is like the moonwalk where you're appearing to be walking forward but you're moving backwards you know that's actually using isolations to pull off that illusion you know and i've seen i've seen plenty of videos especially one on facebook where there's a guy who has like a wine bottle and he makes it appear like it's floating out of his hands he's actually isolating things to make it look like it's moving when it actually isn't that or it, he's actually moving the bottle in his hands, making it look like it's going up, but he's actually just keeping his hands still and stuff like that. You know, it is literally 
it's insane if you think about it when it comes to isolations how you can use it to create illusions of movement and things like that and i use moonwalking as just a very basic stereotypical example to kind of get you in that mindset of how isolations can work when it comes to illusions of movement you know where you know you make it look like everything else is moving in a different direction when it actually isn't you know it's it's so <laughs> it's crazy to think like that but that, that's how i'm talking about now when it comes to using isolations as transitions a very typical example for me like if i'm doing like finger rolls and doing nice little liquid stuff what i tend to do is like one hand kind of stays in one place and then i just like use the other hand to animate it like rotating but it stays in one place and i'm isolating it and then it starts going into like a tutting sequence you know or you know just kind of like just doing whatever technical stuff that I want to do instead of being just very liquidy you know I can transition that way by using the isolations of my hand to pull that off right so with that being said those are the kind of ideas that I want you to kind of think about when it comes to isolations and you know it doesn't have to be so overt and it can be so subtle that you don't even recognize that you're doing an isolation you know um, just like having your hand literally just rotate from overhand to underhand, that's a level of isolation. It's very basic, but it's something so subtle that, you know, most people don't even think that that's an isolation when it actually is. You know, that's one of the things I want to try to convey when it comes to isolations in general, especially when it comes to animation, is that it can be something so grand, yet something so subtle that the eye doesn't even catch on to it. And that's, that's a key, in my opinion, to be, you know, going from a good Glover to a great Glover is that you can utilize not only grand movements of isolation, but using the subtle, extremely subtle stuff of isolation to pull it off. You know, that's, that's just something that you need to take in consideration. So sources to study to help you understand when it comes to isolations. Uh, one, one thing I always enjoyed, and it's funny how people think I'm kind of crazy when it comes to it, but cardistry actually uses a lot of isolations you know i've seen somebody sit there and hold the card and make it look like the card was staying in place and moving their hand but actually all they were doing is just pushing the card but how they were moving everything allowed that illusion that the card was staying in place and the hand was just moving you know that's that's one example i try to help people understand when it comes to isolation is what illusions it can create uh, optical illusions really um now let me kind of preface this when it comes to obstacle illusions. I don't mean like pictures that give you that. No, 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 no. Optical illusions in terms of movement is things that you will like see with people who do with like um, the circus rings, you know, uh, where they actually make it look like they're sitting in one place and everything's moving around them that you kind of like see on like a screensaver and stuff like that. Uh, you know, magic tricks is another one, sleight of hand and you know also you know distraction optical illusions things like that when it comes to magic tricks is one and of course if you guys didn't catch on to it earlier miming is another grand example to help you with the idea of using isolations to create your illusions and also helping you to translate things so there's a couple of notable people i want to point out uh, well actually notable things you guys should look up first of all I, this was recommended by Steam Boy himself. Thank you so much for actually letting me know. Uh, but X Traps Nari, which I'm sure if you guys don't know who this guy is, you have seen him. He's been posted on the Glover's Lounge. If you're not on Glover's Lounge, you know he's <laughs> he's one of those crazy awesome guys who always do these crazy tutting videos, and they're always high quality. And you know they're over there, they're out there in Asia, and they always come up. 
you know, so if you go on YouTube and just type in X-Trap or X-Traps Nari, you'll actually see them. They pop up there, you have hundreds of videos, wonderful stuff, very, very technical work that this these people do and I highly recommend watching those because if you want to understand how well isolating is, you'll see not only from a grand perspective of just moving grand things around a certain point, but seeing the very subtle isolations that allow different things to happen. So another, <laughs> here's another great place that you can actually find not only like finding X-Trap stuff because this person shares a lot of their stuff, but you know, finding things like cardistry and other wonderful arts of illusions and performances is Kuma Films. Now, if you don't know what Kuma Films is, it's this guy who goes around and really likes to showcase these wonderful things that people do, like cardistry, optical illusions. He even had a gloving video on one of his videos there before. Of course, that was from X-Traps as well. But you understand, I tend to watch Kuma Films because I just like watching these wonderful street performances that people do. You know, he had people doing, you know, spin tops and he had people doing skateboarding and he also had people with, you know, with magnet batons and, you know, f you know, the the wonderful art of fan folding and stuff like that. It's it's really interesting stuff that I would highly recommend you watching if you want to find things that help you understand isolations. Kuma Films has a lot of material that shows you these illusions that people are able to pull off. You know, and it's not just with like dancing, but I mean like with cards and you know rings and all this other stuff it's actually very interesting uh you know there's he even has a video of a guy doing you know butterfly knife tricks which was quite quite satisfying to watch for some reason i i don't know why but it was so but that's pretty much all for my episode i know i feel like i didn't explain a whole lot but this episode was really to give you guys the the idea of how to analyze isolations because i feel and i'm not saying this again let me just claim this I'm not saying that everybody does this, but I just feel like it doesn't get talked about much because it's kind of like a given, if that makes any sense. It's like an automatic given in terms of gloving and how we are supposed to apply it. You know, if, if you think about isolation, it's like having your finger sitting on a table and then you move your hand around, but keeping your finger pointed in that one spot, you know, that's a very basic idea of how to understand an isolation for gloving. But you know, there, there's so much more that you can put into it. And this was just more of an idea way to get you to start thinking about how you want to approach it okay so if you have any questions that were not covered in this episode i do have the various outlets you can hit me up at of course i do have the facebook page which is aptly named the gloving paradigm you can always hit me up there i'm always willing to chat with people i like to chat with people a lot so you know especially currently now with the the current state of affairs and isolation you know i, I really like to talk to people especially when it comes to gloving and of course i do have you know, my email, which is muttonchopguy at gmail.com, and I am on Reddit under the username muttonchopguy, so you can always hit me up there. I always like to try to be on Reddit as much as possible when I need to. And of course, I do have a Discord server, which will be in this episode's description right down below. Just go ahead and click on that and get right in there, because I like to talk to my people there as well. But yes, those are the various places you can hit me up at. I do want to thank everybody who has liked the page so far. I really, really enjoyed that you know the interview i did yesterday with the steam boy that was well not yesterday but last week that was a whole lot of fun for me i i really hope to try to get more interviews in uh i do have a couple of people in mind that I want to try to get on here uh you know zohar is probably one of them he's uh we had a wonderful conversation when we are talking about his his products so 
I would like to bring him onto the show to talk more, not necessarily about just his particular products, but just the kind of like the process of making products for for gloving. Uh, I feel like I don't. I'm not saying that we don't get enough of that, but I feel like no one's giving them the time to to allow them to explain the difficulties and the, the, the challenges that come with creating products. So hopefully I can get that going soon. But I would just want to say thank you to everybody who's liked the page. If it wasn't for you guys, this show wouldn't really be possible. So thank you for your awesome support. I love you guys, but I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD Dubuque, and I'll see you guys all next week. <laughs>